Welcome to Film Exploder, the show where Taylor and Barry blow up movies and try to put them back together again with some layers of analysis thrown in. Today we're going to be discussing the Palme d'Or winner, Anatomy of a Fall. This is a great French film that follows the proceedings of a court case. So what we'll do is we'll go through a quick plot summary and then we'll jump into theories on what might have actually happened and then debate around those and then we'll end it with a couple of film recommendations uh, along the same lines if you really like anatomy of a fall hey taylor so what's up yeah how you been how's it going barry um yeah awesome uh you're welcome for um my introducing you to this movie i know your life is better as a result i mean since i recommended it to you it, it has been nominated for a golden globe uh best movie and an oscar and there's a lot of uh you know a lot of evidence saying that i'm right and this is fantastic <laughs> and this is the best movie ever um no but it seriously though this is a great this is a great flick but but uh, tell me the real reason that you recommended this movie is because it was set in the cold again and, yes more and, cold yeah. yeah more ice cold. Yeah. more snow yes yeah and, I just like warm winter. Is that what y'all call it? Hundred percent. And I like yeah. just watching my Indian friend a shiver on the other side of this recording. Just thinking about it that that yep. brings me. Uh, it brings me. It, it, I got a. I got a um, German word for you. I mean, you know languages better than I do, but this is the best word ever. Like I'm in any any language. The the word is Schadenfreude. Do you know Schadenfreude? never heard of it yeah yeah it's a german word that means malicious joy so it's joy that comes from <laughs> someone else's pain <laughs> nice yeah schadenfreude yeah so yeah yeah that's that's all i'm doing is i'm i'm delivering you a dose of schadenfreude so anyway, yeah um yeah so have you uh have you have you done anything uh just if you guys don't know and you're new to the podcast uh barry and i both do movies together and well separately and together but in our own blogs i'm i'm mine at taylorholmes.com barry at this is barry.com have you uh have you done any movies lately that uh you, that uh brought you some happiness or joy that, that I can um watch Yeah yeah so uh I've been trying to catch up with some of the movies that I sort of left behind uh Midnight Special mm. that's uh the sci-fi drama that uh, yes. I recently was a catch up film so it's yes, that is done yeah. and my favorite Michael Shannon uh, he's uh, a, yeah. it's a sci-fi uh drama that does not really focus a lot on the sci-fi but the journey of uh the father the boy yeah. the mother the family the relationship uh you know then there's the whole religious aspect to it and then there's yes. the whole are they aliens or whatever aspect right. to it right. so yeah. i love oh, this yeah. you know it's fantastic yeah, are they aliens are they angels is it spiritual yeah. is it man yeah. that amazing movie Midnight. yeah that was fantastic i it's amazing how My- michael shannon can do like just about any yeah. role right you have him playing zod and then you have him playing the father like a normal human father to yeah, you know, yeah. a boy who could very well be superman right so yeah it's really yeah. amazing yeah yeah that was a that was a we should probably add that to our list to do here on film oh, yeah. that's a that's a really great great film i watched a movie this week mine was throwback too i think a year or two i think it was 21 2020 mm-hmm. chevalier it's a it's not a it's not a 
uh, thinking movie or a, but it's a, a great um, movie about race. Uh, so mm-hmm. a French black Amadeus uh-huh. type. He's like a, a savant musician, swordsman, uh, highly recommend, really interesting, maybe a little too fictional, maybe a little too um, hyped. Um, but the story of this guy's life is pretty unbelievable. Um, great. What's, what's about? Do what? What would you say? What is it about? Like it? So it's it's just about his attempt to become the director of the uh, the uh, Paris Opera. Um, he, ah. he was friends with Marie Antoinette. Like he was her music teacher. Um, okay. So and he had a relationship with her, and so it was all about the politics of a black man uh-huh. in a time when. Uh, uh, slavery had not yet been abolished in France, almost was for the first time. And then it gets okay. abolished again on, um, after Napoleon. But in regardless, it was so, you know, a lot of politics, a lot of um, wrangling, but the guy was undoubtedly amazing. He was a contemporary of uh, Mozart's. He even lived in the same home with Mozart for a couple of months. So like mm-hmm. really, really fascinating story. I knew nothing about his history. So yeah, I recommend it. Um, all right. Cool. So why don't we, why don't we kick us, kick it off, um, by going through, um, the details of, of what happened in the movie. Um, anatomy of a ha- fall is a really am- ambiguous flick that deals with a, a tragic incident. Um, we start with, um, Sam, I'm going to Samuel. I'm, I don't know if I, I'm going to, I'm going to call him Sam. For Samuel. That. Well, right. The French. I'm calling him Sam for the rest of this episode. Sam, yes. Sam, you know, Sam is in the attic um, playing loud music and down down below his wife, Sandra, and a student are supposedly having an interview about her, her life, her her book, um, etc. And uh, she decided she got to got to reschedule the music upstairs is way too loud. Sam's just being a jerk, right? What's going on? We don't know. Mm-hmm. A little while later, the boy, Daniel, Daniel, Dan, I call him Dan. Dan sure. <laughs> Daniel. Yeah, that's yeah, Dan. Daniel goes on a walk. Very French. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, practice my French accent. Um <laughs> Daniel goes off, uh, gets uh, with his dog, comes back and discovers um, that his dad is dead, lying there in the snow. Um, We're unclear why, what happened there. Um, But uh, as the the police are called in and things start to um, become a little more clear, um, Sandra initially claims that uh, Samuel's death uh, was an accident, um, but uh, her lawyer uncovers that or finds that there was previously a suicide attempt, um, which throws everything into right a disarray. All right, so was it an accident or was it a suicide? Okay, so that's those are two options now. Um, as that is that is something she brings up because uh, it it heads in the direction of her being the prime suspect of a possible murder, and that's the third option, which is when when the recording is uncovered that um, there was a big argument the night of um, or the day before. I can't remember which is uh-huh. it. 
the day before. It's recent. I think the day before. Yeah, the day, the day before. before. The day before, there's a big argument between Daniel and, and Sandra and shows a lot of contentiousness over um a lot of a lot of details that we'll get into later. But um and then and then as they start to dig into um the autopsy um the investigation the splatter um it starts to show that um it it may very well be sandra that um uh killed him uh, mm -hmm. he might have been hit prior to falling off the, mm -hmm. the balcony um mm -hmm. and so then as it she becomes in, indicted um and then it moves on from that so that now from there she admits to Sandra has to admit to an affair um, she that she had with a woman. She's bisexual. Um, and there's discussions about jealousy between um, Sam and Sandra because he abandoned a book idea and she finished it and it became highly acclaimed and um, um, everybody enjoyed her book. So now um, there's this animosity between the two of them. Um, and then as it goes on, we watch as Daniel becomes twisted in between um, the the father and the mother, right? And yeah, I kind of that, that was that was tough to watch. Yeah, so it becomes centered. It becomes centered on this kind of push and pull, and we watch as Daniel tries to decide whether to walk away from his mom and stay away, or whether to support her and in um, and her obvious innocence. Obvious air quoting. I, air quotes don't work on a podcast, <laughs> but, but I'm air quoting. Um, and so he waffles back and forth, and ultimately you see him conduct a, an experiment where he gives the dog an overdose of aspirin right and the dog throws up right and that was a key moment for him and then from there he testifies the the big hurrah moment in court he testifies mm -hmm. and and uh she is found not guilty she walks out and and she has to grapple with this and she's not she doesn't feel any release She's sad. She expects to feel released, but she doesn't. And the reasons for that are really interesting, right? So, and that's basically the end. Anything that I missed there, Barry, that you want to cover and then just the, the walkthrough? Just uh, the reason why uh, Danielle does that little test on the dog is because she brings up that event where her, her husband had overdosed on uh, aspirin and had thrown up. And so that sort of reminds Daniel about that event because he didn't know it until that moment uh, in court right. that such a thing had happened. Right. So he begins to put pieces together, right? So yeah. I think there are three options. You have murder. That's the, the sort of the first one the, the authorities yeah. kind of come to with the indictment. Um, the second one is an accident. Did he, he was just kind of working on something up there leaning out staring at the sky who knows um and he falls and smacks his head on the roof and rolls yeah um the third the third one is uh it was a suicide he was just done with his wife mm -hmm. and he jumps right yeah um, so yeah go ahead probably we should bring up the fact that you know uh this entire uh thing that he has or the possibility of a suicide is because of his depression because he feels responsible because his kid does not have vision anymore 
and that happens because of a bike accident yep which would not have happened had he gone and picked him up from school right. so he misses picking him up from school and it led to an accident his son loses his eyesight that's great that's so, yeah that's a great pickup yeah very important so the, you see this this uh, which is why i love this movie so much um and you know whenever i recommend a movie for film exploder it's always going to be ambiguous right i'm going to live and breathe <laughs> in the ambiguity of, of film. Yeah. <laughs> I just enjoy where um, directors treat um, the audience like we're mature adults and we can think about things ourselves. And if you tie a movie bow around it at the end and tell me what happened, I'm gonna be pissed off, right? Like, so, but I know that's not how you roll, Barry, and you're, that's fine. We, we still love you and care about you even though you're wrong, but bottom line, <laughs> I so think me, life is too ambiguous. Yeah, uh, so I, I need, sometimes your, I need my films to be more conclusive. Yeah. So in your entertainment, you would like to have it. You. you yeah. This is my escape, right? That's fair. All right. Cool. So, so I did want to bring up this one, yeah. uh, one thing, one event uh, that happened in 2001 in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. It. This person is covered as the staircase murderer, and oh. it's 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 amazing how many similarities you have with this film. This guy calls up the cops and says, okay, you know what? My, my wife fell downstairs and, uh, he was tried as the primary suspect. Right. He was also bisexual and he had these relationships. He was also a writer. Oh, right. Yeah. And, uh, the only difference is that he was actually convicted in, oh, wow. in 2003. And there's a, there's, there's a French docu-series that came out in 2004. There's an American wow. miniseries that came out in 2022. Wow. Uh, it's called The Staircase, right? And it's just very similar. Uh, I so wonder if both are you declaring? The- are you declaring uh, that the screenplay writer and the director uh, have plagiarized from the <laughs> No, this is the real event. So, you know, I'm, I'm guessing that they were inspired by the 2000s. They were inspired. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Inspired air quotes. But the, uh, yeah, but the but the fact that it's a French docu series or a documentary, yeah. you know, maybe it put it into their laps. Yeah, maybe. So yeah, did so what happened at the end of that story? Did it did it conclude in any direction? So the funny thing is that he was arrested and stayed uh, in jail for a long time until the blood spatter or the analyst team that uh, sort of put together the the evidence was later sort of pulled up for malpractice. Right. And he got to appeal again. So imagine being in court for so long and then you get pulled for malpractice. Wow. Uh, You know, and then that evidence is now tossed out of the window and then he gets to appeal again. So he he got out on bail and there was a lot of drama there and, you know, a lot of people were following it at the time. But yeah, it's great that the film sort of stayed away from all that kind of drama. So what's, what's your primary theory? What are you going to go with? Well, it's not my theory. It's what happened. So let me, uh-huh. let me clarify it for you, Barry. <laughs> sure. And, and you're the non-conclusive one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, so, I, you know, I think about it. Like, we see very clearly that Sandra's marriage is on the rocks. We know mm-hmm. that she is angry and upset about um, her husband and her husband's depression and she is frustrated that he caused uh, her son's 
um, blindness. She feels guilty in all of this, but he's the one that abandoned him. Um, we all know the the duties of picking up our children from school and you know hauling them here and there and and neglecting our kids. That that can be a bit of animosity between. But this goes to a whole new level. Um, and we know that you know even though he was um, emotionally on the rocks, um, she just got fed up with it. And we don't see it in the film. Um, we our point of view follows Daniel out. Um, mm-hmm there is a moment where it's only the two of them and it's just recollection. And we're just hearing her story about what happened while, and during that interim. And uh, I think uh, she hauled up there with a Louisville slugger and smacked him in the back of the head and knocked him off the back. (laughs) I mean, there's no other, there's no other way to really read this movie. Right. And you know what I found really funny in in the film? I don't know if that was intentional or is that how it happens in 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 France? Yeah. Uh, the the folks who are supposed to give like an unbiased yeah. opinion on on based on facts, right, yeah. are all at the stand, uh, sort of insinuating that she committed the crime. Right? right. The the blood spatter analyst is saying, oh, you know what? This is most likely is most likely a sharp object that you know she's hit him with. Right. Uh, the shrink seems to sort of say the same thing that, you know, he had problems and, you know, she was the primary cause. The audio analyst is like, you know, oh, I have to speculate if it, if I don't have, have enough proof. And so it must have been her. I'm like, uh, what, why is everyone like against uh, an individual that because they're supposed to be neutral? Yeah. And there are some really funny bits where the, uh, the the lawyer on the other side like starts reading passages from her fictional book and right. the court allows it right like, what are you are you kidding me now like she he opens up and i i like the fact that you know it ends with oh you know what are you gonna like try stephen king because you know <laughs> because of his books <laughs> i love that bit but i was like surprised that the judge was gonna allow for this yeah there, and i i was reading on reddit like when i was doing my blog post about about this movie and i was i went down a rabbit hole discussing the differences between american judicial you know court which which it, like everybody kind of like in the world we have so many court procedurals in you yeah. know movies like that's like the standard like no one knows like i don't really know how it really works in american court i just know what hollywood tells me it works and all yeah. i know all i know is this french version of this court case is not how it's supposed to go right it's yeah it's, yeah. it's very strange and i totally agree with you you're like wait a minute here that doesn't and make now sense. i was listening to lawyers talk on reddit saying like your honor, hearsay, objection, uh, over, like, like I was seeing these, yeah. Like, yeah. all these objections to the, like, yeah, it's like, we're sitting and watching this film is like, I object. Why is no one objecting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. It's, it was really funny. I kept finding myself going, they're leading the witness. What is happening? Know. <laughs> from my, from my sound knowledge based on Indian films and, and American films and British films, right. I know the law. Right, for <laughs> you sure. Know how the proceedings tell you to how go. it's supposed to go, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But it did sound like funny. So my theory is that, uh, of course, it's not murder, uh, because the the reason is that they do show like this montage. It's a happy family. It's an unfortunate accident, but none of the 
the their relational issues or relationship issues point to the point to her being a murderer right like it's a it's a character trait i didn't see anything that sort of pushing her to becoming murderous right uh the way i think this might have happened is that it was an accident and uh he fell from the top hit his head as they show in the film on the on the third floor and then smashes onto the the little outhouse and then finally onto the ice but more than you know the aspect of it being a uh, an accident it finally comes down to daniel to make that decision because when he has that little conversation with marge because he's like i don't know the truth anymore i don't know what to do right. and she says uh you need to decide on what you believe right. that's the decision so you don't get to know what happened right. but you need to decide on what you believe right, right. and that's a lovely point in the film where you know after that is when he does that experiment on the dog and and then discovers stuff but i think in the beginning he was you know there's this one moment where they where they take him uh, and ask him okay where were you and then they reenact this whole argument and could you hear it from outside and and then he says no actually i was on the inside so he changes his statement right and i think that's a a little white lie that he might have placed over there right uh, and he's trying his best to initially save his mom but at one point he realizes that oh my god what if my mom is the murderer right and i can't deal with that so he desperately looks for something that can help him go and give this uh statement saying this is what happened i'll go i don't think he's obviously lying about anything sure but no, i think that's really it gives good. him a lot of yeah 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 that you're, you're making a, a million really good points and i just want to sit in the ambiguity of this theory right it, it was a, it was this accident and like the the brilliance of this movie i mean other than the fact that i, I obviously sandra murdered her husband besides all of that i love the fact that sandra more than once goes marriages are messy parent yeah. parenting is messy it, yeah. life is a messy like that's just the way life is and in sports yeah. yeah. and also in movies we like very clean black and white obvious evidence and we don't like any gray at all right this movie right. not only is it covered in gray it's it just pours gray all over itself it just is constantly yeah. filled in gray it it, it it has a gray party it's so excited about the gray, <laughs> right like it yeah. tries to find ways to make things more ambiguous it's it's yeah. really amazing and it could be an accident it could be murder it could be i don't know there might have been some guy that wandered through and killed him we don't have any like and i found it really fascinating she was fine being like yeah I, i'm a bisexual i had an affair it was a yeah mistake why am i going to hide that i'm just going to be honest she she shares that really openly naively That's right. and stupidly right yeah you know she should hide that right she should hide these characters. but it was in the recording and that's why she gets called out true. on it true yeah but she could true. have hid the uh, hidden the earlier affairs that she had she could have just said yeah it was that one time yeah right 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 so yeah that earth that is true like she she does she doesn't come out with everything it she a lot of things get revealed over time so she wasn't very forthwith um yeah. so it's, it's yeah. really fascinating the ambiguity and the accident side of it right like yeah could it have been so, so snoop dog to the rescue uh <laughs> i <laughs> so can't believe that the snoop dog <laughs> that's awesome so i think this this part 
felt more like to me it felt like it was daniel's journey to making that decision right and then he had this memory of his dog having gone through that really period of time when it it smelt like uh, puke and it was very sluggish now we don't know if he's just remembering it in an accelerated way or in an uh, amplified manner and yeah. so he's making peace with the fact that his mum didn't do it possibly uh, it could also be he's making stuff up right like yeah that conversation in the car that that conversation in the car which he said he didn't understand at the time but only later in retrospect did he said he understood it where he was talking about the you know Sam the dog, the dog will die someday right and yeah. you're you'll be okay and you'll push on and you'll be all right but yeah you know Daniel realized his dad was talking about himself right and that night yeah. that night he you know overdoses on aspirin um throws up the dog you know the Eats dog into the, it, yeah. right and then throws up right has the same symptoms that he had yeah. right so daniel does his own investigation and there's some epiphanies that occur for for the kid which is which is rough right because he is yeah. trying to decide some He's such a small kid yeah trying to decide some weighty things in his own life and so much so that he was like no 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 my mom my mom did it yeah I, because he asked her to leave leave please leave i would i don't want you in the house right go away and and they get separated and then he yeah. has these epiphanies and these insights these well or he makes stuff up right and and he, it, it all hinges on his testimony and his um realization of what might have actually happened it's a fascinating yeah. so so you have that's your that's um that's your third theory right so instead of it being an accident um his, he realizes his dad attempted to commit suicide or did uh -huh. he attempted it once and then he did do it by jumping off the balcony um you know like yeah. and in that case uh yeah. then it goes without saying that whatever danielle says uh, in the court actually happened because he's recollecting it right so he's not altering his memory or anything of that sort he's actually recollecting it right yeah so it's this is truth is what you're saying if this theory holds yes. then yes. what he's saying actually happened because the that's flaw, the flaw is. with that is that um daniel could very well be realizing that his goose will be cooked if he ditches his mom right regardless of yeah. innocent or not he may have just realized oh well my dad's dead and i know my mom's a murderer but or something right but it at least i have a parent right it could very uh -huh. be that all right so now i'm going to make this decision on behalf of my mom and it all swings in the balance similar to what you were saying barry about the staircase what is it called the staircase murder or staircase the staircase murderer yeah yeah, yeah. so i got i got to watch that um both of them um it'd, it'd be interesting to see the uh similarities um it could be very well be that he has this you know epiphany that you know his mom is going to be gone forever or a long, mm -hmm. long, yeah. long time and his life will irrevocably change and you know nothing will and be and he is the one that's going to cause that yes so he has to decide whether he has to cause that yeah or not right and i don't know what is he nine in yeah, the movie he's, he's really young. young right and they they show a young boy 
you know, yeah. be really mature because he's it's not just any boy, right? He's someone who's lost his eyesight, and you can see how independent that kid is, right? The the parents have let him go out for walks with his dog. You know, he could fall down, hurt himself, but they still gave him that freedom because they wanted him to feel normal. She does mention that in the courtroom. He uses social network and everything like every every other kid, right? So she's trying her best to give him a normal life. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's a great that's a great point. Yeah, so at the end of the day, I I think you still are left um with three options. I will say that the movie definitely guides I've seen a couple of online polls and it it feels like the movie has guided the viewer to almost an 80% answer. I think most everyone comes to the conclusion that it was a suicide, which is what Daniel um kind of posited in the courtroom it wasn't yeah. an accident that that seems a little janky weird right and it would that the balcony is a little high for him to slip and fall over that seems i i don't i don't honestly buy that not the fact minus the fact that that's your theory I and mean, you're always wrong huh. but um I also, I also i do wonder about my own theory about the murder right like i don't doesn't seem which is let's let's be frank about it that's less plausible yeah than an accident or a, or a suicide right right yeah yeah right. So i do think the movie tries to remain in the gray it tries to but at the end it does tie it up right the only way to back unless off, uh she okay. and the lawyer run away to start oh, a new there you go. right and leave daniel to the <laughs> <laughs> no, see, they do bring in that romantic tension between the two of them. That's I was mad in love yeah. and all of that. That was the one gray area they didn't cross, right? They could yeah. have, like, there was tension there. Yeah. I honestly feel that, yes, they might have had something in the beginning, like, long time back. Yes. And then, yeah, and then the marriage happened, whatever. So. Well, I, I did wonder if they were going to toss even more gray paint over the top of it by having yeah having her sleep because then she's got her hand on his face yeah. i'm like oh god <laughs> no what but am thankfully i thankfully ended there yeah yeah right for sure yeah so all that to say uh i think the movie does guide the viewer to one pretty clear answer which was the suicide and that is that although i disagree with the suicide only because uh his narrations are not uh consistent he does change his narrative so as a kid it looks like he's struggling to do his best yes to make this work for his mother but he needs a confirmation before he can do it is like this little mini dexter in him that he yes. needs to find proof for himself but in the positive sense yes yeah no that's a good point <laughs> yeah this the, his his testimony is horrible like in terms of the way he moved throughout the movie, his testimony goes all, Oh no, I was outside now. No, I was inside. No, I could hear, yeah. I couldn't hear. Right. Like it was, yeah, he was, he was, he was impeached. Correct. The courtroom was extremely frustrated because it's like, Oh man, <laughs> the skin. Yeah. And when I was talking, I was mainly saying the viewer, I think the viewers emotionally pushed to Daniel. Yeah. Correct. That's right. The epiphany that he has with the dog is pretty good. Right. And it's like, oh, this is an interesting bit of science. It's it's uh -huh. not really all emotion. He has a recollection. He 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 supports it with actual a test that he does on his own, which is quite clever, right? Um yeah. and so I do think the viewer is guided to this answer. I don't know if I 
buy the answer. Personally, you know, I, I'd I'd rather stick with uh, Sandra taking a, a Louisville Slugger to the back of his head. But that being, you know, neither here nor there. Um, you know, it's interesting, right? It's a I I, cool. I love the fact that closing of the movie, she is saying, I expected to feel some release or joy or yeah, only feel grief, right? And and right. it could be a, there could be a couple of reasons there. One and the biggest one, the really the only one I care about, is that she could have done it or pushed him to do it, right? Different. Different, but right, right. She's still guilty in a sense, and uh-huh. now she's dealing with the fact that Daniel is covering for her. She, uh-huh. she he very well could know that she's to blame, and now yeah. Daniel is covering for her ass, right? Like that. Correct. Yeah. He, and she does. She does say it, right? I was afraid to come home. Yes. Because now she's not sure what's their equation. For sure. Right. There's going to be a lot of unsaid things. And yeah, this is all nice stuff to imagine past the film. It's not yeah. going to be easy. They've yeah. got to well, that's why I like your, I like your documentary, you know, illusions there. Like she could have gone to jail for 10 years and then the, the, the French court systems could have brought that back up and been like, uh, uh, you know, oh, we were wrong about the seduction. We were wrong in hearsay, right? Like, you know, I think that's that's an interesting, you know, play out of the actual event could have happened, right? Um, right? So I have really enjoyed this movie. The ambiguity of it, I think it was simple, but complex, right? That yeah. just a few yeah, characters, yeah. a really great script, really ambiguous relationships, really fascinating. Are there other movies that you see that are similar um, that our viewers could go uh, check out? Barry? Yeah, I've, I've actually, I've got three recommendations. Uh, the first one is Where the Crawdads Sing. Okay. And obviously my, the, the recommendations that I'm placing are not going to be as ambiguous because, yeah. you know, I need that. <laughs> I need it to be a need right. concrete. Right, right. So that's a lovely film, uh, Where the Crawdads Sing. Uh, it's based on a book. There's another French film, Elle, uh, which also has this kind of back and forth uh, but it's more a crime uh, drama than just a courtroom drama. Okay. And then we have this movie called The Hunt. It's a Danish film. Yeah, that's a good uh, one. 2012. That's, yep. again, it is so hard to watch that one. But, yeah, again, it's- it goes through this it, same thing. The after aftermath of having an event. Yeah. It's great. Right. So I'm not going to say anything beyond that, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could very, very ac- quickly accidentally spoil that one. Um, the the I've got a couple that you might want to check out, and they're a little different than Barry's um, more literal take, as you would you would guess. Um, uh, there's a uh, a really great movie called The Dinner, um, where you have this dinner party, legal implications, legal chaos. Um, 2017 film funny games uh, is totally different than this, but it deals with this um, the chaos of immorality, like these people that don't have any morality at all. And, and it, it plays this concept out to the extreme. I've uh, seen uh, the poster for funny games for the longest time on my watch list. I still haven't seen it. It is the funny games is if you want to talk about a movie, that's hard to watch um that's that's hard to watch it's two humans that are basically satan and it's dark 
It is dark. Yeah. So I don't, I don't recommend that to everyone. Um, if, if you're okay with moral darkness, like actual pitch black darkness, um, and just enjoy the, the philosophical discussion there, um, which is, which is a fun discussion. And then uh, the, the one movie that is most like this, in my opinion, the best corollary is the spinning man. The spinning man ah. tells the story of a of a guy accused of uh, sexual misconduct, and 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 he, he falls down a rabbit hole trying to figure out what is going on to himself, like what is happening. And wow, I, I can't. This one, this one's also been on my list for a while. That's a good one. That's a really good one. But in terms of you're not liking ambiguity, I don't know, buddy. I don't know. Um, you may want to take it depends on the mood. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. If I force you to do it for a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Yeah. Great experience. Great chat, Barry. Always enjoy getting together with you. Um, and yes, as always. And, uh, I can't wait to get back together with you next week. What movie are we going to do next week? We're announcing it. We're announcing it right now. We're not, we have to commit. We're committing. That's see, see what I'm doing to you? Oh I'm no. <laughs> forcing you to commit. We're doing Dr. Sleep. I'm excited. Uh Stephen King. Uh he's a fun, he's a fun read. I've read the book. I have not watched the movie, so I look forward to watching I it. love that film. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's good. Thanks for the recommendation. Um, and maybe others can watch in advance of next week's release. So um, thanks everybody. And uh that was it. Episode three of Film Exploder. Au revoir.